This is the Sounders FC Soccer Postmatch Show on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at redap.com. By ProLiance Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLiance Surgeons is the hospital alternative. By Washington's Lottery. Play $5 Hit 5 from Washington's Lottery. And you could win two tickets to the MLS All-Star Game. By Bill Corum's Puyallup Nissan. Easy like Sunday morning. And by Car Toys. A better way to go. The Sounders FC Postmatch Show starts now. After 90 minutes of soccer, we have a victor. It is Real Salt Lake. They beat the Seattle Sounders 1-0 today at CenturyLink Field. A 61st goal by Saucedo wins it for RSL. Saucedo making a move. He's around Lennon. He's going to curl one toward goal, and it's into the far side of the net. From long range, Stefan Fry went to his left and got a hand to it. But the visitors take the lead in the 61st minute off the right foot of Sebastian Saucedo. Welcome to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Feltz up here in the CenturyLink Field booth alongside former Sounder captain Danny Jackson and Seattle University head coach Pete Fewing. Uh, Danny, an unfortunate loss here today for Seattle. It was a beautiful goal, though, in the 61st minute for RSL. Good goal, but I think the booze at the end of the game kind of said it, said it all. I mean, yeah. I think it's just disappointment from the fans sitting in uh, in the crowd watching this game. I think the game started well. We talked about it at halftime. It was more of the same for the second half. It was that little bit more, that little more commitment to get into the box, to get on the end of a, a cross, to execute in the final third. And we had the polar opposite in the second half. It, the team dropped off. The, the, the desire, I talked about desire in pregame, that's what you need when you're struggling, is to give that a little bit more, walk off the field exhausted, mentally and physically. I didn't see that. And I think the fans, the reason why they're booing is not from a team giving it all and being on the brink and just getting unlucky. It's a team that didn't test uh, the goalkeeper, Nick Ramondo in the second half. It's a team that hasn't scored at home in the fortress that this stadium is, hasn't scored in the last two home games against a team that played in, for 10 men for 75 minutes and a team that shipped 25 goals in the last uh, 11 games already this season. So, you know, you talk about two teams that were there primed for the picking to get three points. This uh, is a hard one to swallow for Brian and this team. Getting back to the drawing board, I think Wade Webber said at the end of the game, is how do you do that? What are the things that need to be tweaked? I think you just got to rattle some cages now. You've got to shake some guys up. You've got to demand some more. You've got to lean on the experienced guys. You need leadership out there when things aren't going right. You need somebody to take hold of this team and not wait for an Ozzy Alonso and a Svensson, Torres, um, you know, Ladero to come back. You can't look around and look to the next guy. You have an opportunity as a young kid or as a player that doesn't get many minutes to go out there and make an impact. Where is that impact? You know, don't go knock on, you know, Pete, you, you know, you want players to knock on your door and say, hey, coach, why am I not playing? Why am I not playing? Well, you can point and say, this is why, you know, when the team is back in full strength. This is the opportunity for these guys who don't get many minutes to make an impact, to cause an issue for Brian selecting his team the next week and the week after and the week after. We didn't see that today, and it's just disappointing from an alumni of the club, a fan. You just want to see more. You know this team can do more. They're, they're hurting with players out from international duty and also injury. He just didn't give it today. And that was the most disappointing thing for me, Pete. Yeah, I think the effort on the field, uh, I think that locker room, I can imagine Brian Schmetzer in that locker room really not pleased with the effort. And as Danny said, maybe the leadership on the field as well and not, and not taking it to him. Yesterday in our conversations with him, he said, hey, we are going to eliminate RSL's 
hope that they're going to have to be able to play. And today, RSL from the get-go, they they came out with a plan of attack to sit back, try to be at zeros at halftime, and then they came out and got their goal. Uh, I think there's going to be some some. I think Brian's going to have some finger pointing, and I think he's going to look at some of the guys and say, "Hey, we have given you the chance, and clearly." If you can't get the job done, then we're going to look somewhere else. I can imagine the things he's saying to some of these guys, and it's been, it's tough. It's a heartbreaking, breaking loss yeah. for the team, and it's there's a lot of soul searching that's going to go from the people uh, behind the scenes, right? The, the the GM, all the way to the coaches, to the players. Everybody's going to have to say, "Hey, what can I do better?" So today was just was lackluster and not the effort that Seattle is used to seeing on that field. Danny, you talk about the changes from the first half to the second half. I wrote this down in the 67th minute, and we don't have the stat sheet, so I don't have the final stats, but this was in the 67th, 22 minutes into the second half. First half, Seattle outshot RSL 5-1. to By the 67th minute in 22 minutes, RSL was up 5-1 to on Seattle in shots. It felt like for the entire second half, and especially for that start of it, RSL was just taking it to Seattle. I mean, defensively, offensively, nothing was going. You know, I look at it this way. I was thinking about halfway through the, the second half when we'd conceded the goal, uh, you know, 10, 15 minutes after that. And I was thinking to myself, it didn't feel like a team that was playing at home in front of a great crowd yeah. who were down 1-0, right? right? There was no urgency. urgency. There yeah. was, you know, exactly. Well there was no urgency. There was no desire. There was no, like, busting a gut to get in the box, make a tackle, demand more. Guys pulling each other by the scruff of the neck, demanding more from each other. They were just looking to the next guy, going through the motions. It just didn't feel like there was there was something missing, yeah. something significant. That you need any team that's either struggling or successful have got is that just that that something else, that something they can give, they can pull out from the tank. You know, my you know coaches in the past said it's money in the bank, right? You do all this work on the training field, you do all this work in preseason, you kind of withdraw that those those kind of reserves. These are the games you need it, and they didn't have it today. Well, and and. Seattle did have a few chances. Lamar Nagel off the post in the 65th minute. Lamar almost getting a toe to the ball yeah. in the 93rd minute. McCreary had his shot that went wide right. And at the end of the day, it comes down to who executed and who didn't execute, right? And at the end of the day, RSL puts one in the back of the net. So Seda scores a great goal. Seattle doesn't uh, doesn't finish one off. I'll be interested to hear, you know, Brian in the post game. You know, I'm sure the question will come up about substitutions, kind of bringing it, what guys he brought off the field. Obviously, you know, Boana going off, that was a force, and I think it was the right decision to bring Francis on. I think he did okay, certainly in the first half, getting some crosses and getting some space. But some of the changes, you know, in the second half, I mean, guys, this goes back to guys have to take their chance. McCrary comes on. I mean, it's a head-scratcher. He plays right back. He runs off the other side of the field, and then he realizes halfway across the field, oh, this isn't my side, and he has to come back. And those, those things make and break a game right Pre um, being prepared to come on the field and give it that just tells me mentally that the, the team's not there certainly McCrary you know had uh, you know threw a ball down the line to Clint Dempsey and it ran out of bounds these small things kind of add up oh they add up they're they collected. add up they yeah. add up Sounders fall one nothing to RSL today here at CenturyLink Field. Uh, Pete, you mentioned Lamar Nagel's chance there. It is time for today's Alcatel play of the match. Uh, Lamar Nagel had a chance in the 60, uh, 65th minute. Wolf Ikram had a free kick. He sent it in. It was tipped, and then Lamar Nagel put a head on it and nearly put this match equal. By Acosta, Magnus Wolf Ikram is over the ball. One man in the wall. It's Salcedo. Wolf Ikram spins that in, low ball, header from Kim, flipped up in the air, headed toward goal, punched up by Ramondo, lands on top of the net. So close there for Seattle. Today's play of the match is presented by Alcatel, the official smartphone partner of Seattle Sounders FC. All right, 
Now, coming up next on the Sanders FC postgame show, we're going to hear from head coach Brian Schmetzer. His press conference should be some interesting comments. Make sure you stay tuned for that. Then later in the postgame show, we'll take a look at what's next for Seattle. It's going to be another matchup with RSL next week going down to Salt Lake. So we'll look ahead to that. That's all coming up next on the Sanders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sanders Sports Radio 950 KJR. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle's Sports Radio 950, KJR. RSL defeats Seattle Sounders 1-0 today at CenturyLink Field. Let's head down to the post-match press conference for head coach Brian Schmetzer. What do you say to them after a game like this to sort of encourage them that this isn't going to be what it's going to be like for the next month? Well, you have to be honest with them first and tell them that, you know, at the end of the day, that goal that we gave up was, you know, something we should have done better on. You got to be honest with them that some of the chances that they created, maybe they could have done a little bit better on. You got to be honest with them and say, look, you guys got to sharpen up in training, make sure that some of the passes that we gave away unnecessarily in the middle of the park are good or better. And then you have to just challenge them. And that's what I did in there. I just challenged them to say, look, this is this is a you know tough time, and there's only one way we can go, which is up. So they have to put the work in. They have to come ready to work on Tuesday, and you know make sure that they're prepared, not just physically but mentally, to try and correct some of the things that we will we will show them on tape, and you know highlight some of the positive things that they they did accomplish, some of the chances that they did create. Start of the second half, it looked like uh, Real kind of came out. Is that correct in terms of they pressed up the field a little bit? Well, I thought Real Salt Lake did a good job pressing the entire game. We knew that was coming. Their front four presses. How do we break the press? How do we then get the ball in the attacking half of the field? I wouldn't say it was just, you know, starting off the second half. I just, you know, didn't think we could you know, hold or sustain possession once we got past their press. Jeremiah? Yeah, two of your three subs were, were fullbacks. Um, pushing to push other fullbacks into offensive positions or whatever. Um, how, what was the thinking behind that? And, and uh, just what can you... Yeah. Well, we had trained a while back with Nuhu and Waylon. Uh, you know, it was effective for us last year with Nuhu and, and Joven. Uh, so that was, you know, early in the game, losing Handwalla was a was a loss because I thought he was doing really well on the left-hand side. Uh, the way we had set up the team was, you know, keeping Handwalla wider and trying to, on the other side, have Magnus come in, pinch in. And so I wanted a true lefty to stay out wide and... You know, take people on, get down to the end line. You saw Wayland did put in that, you know, one good cross in the second half. I mean, maybe not enough actions out of that side of the field to be, if I'm looking at it and being honest. But, you know, that was one. And then on the other side, you know, we knew we were going to bring Lamar in at some point. Um, you know, choices on the bench were a little slim. Jordan McCrary came on and did a good job down in Portland, gave us a burst of you know, energy, good energy. 
and pushing Kelvin up a line certainly puts him in a spot where he can certainly cross the ball. I think he's one of our best crossers of the ball. So that was the thinking behind it. I think I think Clint has been a very good player for this club, for this franchise. I think he's, you know, nearing the end of his career, and that's not an easy position for him to play. It's not his natural position. So, you know, when you ask that question, when you phrase it in that way, uh, you know, I, I don't think that's I don't think it's a real fair question to him. I think that you should take him for what he has been, what he is, a good goal scorer. We just need to make sure that he's in the right spots and he gets the right service. That's our challenge. That's been our challenge. You know, when Will was out there, you know, Will does some of that heavy lifting for Clint and Clint can kind of pick spots and, you know, do his thing. So it's been a challenge, you know, throughout the season with injuries, but, you know, the one to Will certainly is a, is a big one. It's a, it's a it's a foot injury. I don't have an update for you guys, and I thought it made a big impact in the game. I thought the kid was playing well. I thought he was dangerous. Uh, he was breaking people down. Um, that that was a that hurt us. John, coach, do you feel that today the team created enough chances and just didn't finish, or do you feel like the team needs to be creating more? And better? Well, we need to be creating more and better chances because we haven't scored. So if you look at the, just the stats, nine shots from inside the box and you can't score, you know, what do you do? I mean, knew who in the first half, you know, in the 24th minute, he gets way inside the box and Ramondo pulls off a good save. So how do you, how do you fix that? How do you make that work? You know, do you just compliment their goalkeeper who's been a very, very good goalkeeper for a long time, or do you say, hey, new who, you got to make some plays? You know, that's, that's interesting. Um, Lamar shot off the header off the crossbar in the second half. You know, what are you going to say? Are you going to, you know, fault Lamar for his effort getting up and heading the ball? You know, the goal was open, hits crossbar. I mean, we had numerous chances inside the box and we can't score. So something has to break for us. As soon as it does break, I think we have more goals in this team. Somebody just has to start the train moving. Jeff? Yeah, you mentioned right off the top that you, you went in there and you challenged the team. Uh, how exactly did you challenge them? I mean, I think they know they didn't play well, but how did you challenge them? Did you tell them that they're better than this? Did you? Yeah. Well, I think they're better than this. I think this wasn't a performance up to our standards but it's 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 all of the little details Jeff it's all the small things what do you do at training what do you do when you're not at training at home what are you doing to make yourself a better player good pro uh, on and off the field okay we'll watch film we'll do all that but which are the guys that come up and ask for that little bit of extra Hey Jimmy, you know, uh, what? Did I, how did I play today? What did I do? Or hey Gonzo, what what can I have done better? You know, it's some of the little details that we need to go over with fine tooth comb, and it starts with us. I mean, that's the first thing that I'll do. That, that we'll do as a staff, and 
you know, they, they have to get all the details right. Because there was a few too many small details that ended up, you know, costing us a game, costing us three points at home. You have a lot of players, though, that have been around the block in an MLS. I assume a lot of them know this kind of stuff by now. Or Sometimes, well, I think I think it's front to back, the whole team. I think the whole team can do that. Somebody has to lead the charge, and it always starts with yourself. You know, I have to look at myself, and then I have to lead the coaching staff. And then, you know, Christian, Steph, Dempsey, you know, Kim, Marshall, those guys on the field, they have to do, they have to lead, they have to lead the charge getting themselves right first and then helping the team achieve results. Jeremiah. Yeah, what do you think you've learned about the team during this stretch and, and today uh, that, that maybe you can use going forward? Well, I, you know, if, if you're looking at the 1-0 losses that we've taken, you know, I could almost pin it down to starting at LAFC. It was kind of an individual mistake by Steph late in the game. You know, the loss to Portland, you know, we Kim Ki-hee out of the game. There was a specific moment where maybe Jordy DeLem took the wrong angle. And, you know, there's that individual mistake. There's tonight, I think, Kelvin should have just forced him wide. You know, just we, we defend inside out. You know, there's, there's, there's small little details that, that and it's not the same guy. It's not, it's not the same guy, or else you just take him out and replace him. There's just little small things that have cost us games this year. So the, the, the positive side of that is, is that we have been, you know, pushing to try and get results. I don't think any of the guys have quit. So that's the only positive I can have right now. You said all it takes is one goal to kind of open the floodgates, but what is it about your team that you see that makes you think that a breakthrough is imminent here? Because you guys really have struggled to really break that dam for a long while now. Well, guys like Clint, they're streaky guys. Um, you know, when goal scorers get informed, they score goals. Um, how do you get them informed? You know, that's that's the question. Is it the training? Is it is it something else? Is it the service? We'll work on all of those things. Um, you know, getting as many goal dangerous guys on the field as possible. You know, if if Victor Rodriguez comes back and you know Magnus gets a few more looks closer to goal, uh, that's what we need. We need Will to get back back within the group. I mean, we need some guys that are goal dangerous out on the field, and then the guys that are behind those players they need to give them the right service the right passes the right the right effort energy i think is there so it's just finding that right final pass that right final movement other follow-ups guys those guys are fine if you're talking about uh new who and and Walla, they're they're both good young men. Uh, they are not following Ramadan. Um, that is a personal choice that they make, um, and they prepare themselves for soccer games. Jeremiah, yeah, what's the, the status of Harry? <sighs> well, Harry's going to find some time here. He's going to find some minutes here. At some point, we're going to need all all able bodies. So, 
Um, you know, that was a choice I made to start Jordy Delem. A little bit different look, trying to get in behind with Christian and Alex, uh, but Harry certainly was in the conversation. Other questions, guys? Great, thank you. That was head coach Brian Schmetzer, Seattle Sounders, falling one nothing today to Real Salt Lake. Uh, we're up against the break, guys, so we're going to come back and we're going to have, uh, have our takeaways from Brian Schmetzer's post-game press conference. A lot of comments there uh, about where this team is right now, where it's going. Uh, talked about Clint Dempsey, talked about challenging those players. So we'll talk about all of that and, and have our takeaways from Brian Schmetzer's post-game press conference. That's coming up next. Plus, we'll also look ahead to what's next for the Seattle Sounders. Uh, RSL again next week. We'll do all of that. That's coming up next on the Sounders FC post-game show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Costco Places. You're listening to the new home of Sounders FC, Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Seattle Sounders fall 1-0 today to Real Salt Lake here at CenturyLink Field. Welcome back to the Sounders FC postgame show on your new home for the Seattle Sounders, Sports Radio 950 KJR. Jackson Veltz back here in the booth at the Clink alongside former Sounder captain Danny Jackson, Seattle University head coach Pete Fewing. Guys, we just heard from Brian Schmetzer there in our last segment. Danny, your initial takeaways from uh, a lot of comments he made. Well, I think disappointment certainly can etch in his voice and... Uh, I, I'm glad to hear that he said it publicly, that he chewed some guys out and he pointed the finger and rattled some cages. It needs to be done. These are pros, right? I mean, if you get your feelings hurt in the dressing room after a game like that, then you're not in the right business and you shouldn't be out in the field, right? And, and that's just part of the game. If you cannot perform, you cannot go knock on the coach's door and ask to be in the starting lineup. You've got a chance to be out there, give everything you've got. The, the crowd does not boo when you lose 1-0 and you've given everything and you've peppered the goal and you've pressed and you've pushed and you've won tackles and you're taking shots on goal and you're combining well. It just wasn't there. Like I think we mentioned, is that it just didn't feel like a team that was 1-0 down. And for me, we talked about it in the break, Pete, and we also talked about it in the section before, and I think Brian said it, leadership. Right? Where are the leaders in this team? Where are the guys dragging other guys around, demanding more from younger players to push it, to press it, to walk off that field exhausted? The leadership now for the next seven days is going to be vital. Right, Brian's going to have to lean on some of these guys. And when we talked about it. Ozzy Alonso, Ladero, what else have we got? Morris, Torres, Svensson, yeah. Bruin, Rodriguez. Must eight guys that would start on this team would be out. But he didn't make excuses. He didn't mention that really once in that press conference, which I liked. He leaned on the guys on that field now as they didn't take care of business, and they are a Seattle Sounder player, and that's what you have to do. When you look at the list you just went through, those guys would all be in there. Yeah. And we understand that, right? And, and I feel I'm sick for Brian, right? You, you can see it in his body language when he's up there talking. Having said that, when you get a chance, when your number gets called and you get an opportunity to go play, it's, you have your chance of a lifetime. So, you, so we were always told you can tackle. You can talk and you can run. And I think it just, there was a bit of lackluster uh, going the extra mile, right? Yep. Going the extra mile. So, you're, and, and you're right. He didn't make any excuses. It's 11 versus 11. You're playing against a team that has also had its struggles, has not won a game on the road. So you've got you've to go take advantage of that. They are missing key players, but there were 11 guys out there. And you've got to take advantage of your opportunities. And what happens is when you, when you give a guy a chance and they don't do it and your guys, the, guy, the healthy guys come back, you drop off, right? You, you drop quick, off the list. Quick. quick. You might even go off the 18. You might be starting this one and not on the 18 when right. the healthy guys come back. So 
Yeah, it's tough. And, and I, I think of Zach Scott on a day like today. I think of one of the first practices Clint Dempsey was playing for uh, Seattle. Uh, he comes out, and I could hear it as I was walking into the training session, and Zach had just thumped uh, Clint, and Clint was not happy about it, and Zach let him know this is how we operate with the yeah. Seattle Sounders. He did the same thing to Freddie Montero, and that was a funny one because, ironically, two of our number one and two goal scorers in the history of this franchise, MLS franchise, yeah. and uh, he, uh, Freddie, he absolutely studded him, and Freddie response was, I should know better. I should know that I shouldn't put myself in a spot <laughs> yeah. where you can stud me. So it's interesting. So it needs some of that bite has to come back into the team. I, I agree, bite. And I think one of the things Brian always says when the team's lost is the effort was there. You know, you cannot, you know, debate or question the effort. He didn't mention that today. And I don't know if that was just kind of passed him by or whatever, but it was interesting. And for me is, you know, he mentioned again, you know, these players have not quit. Well, yeah, it's me. And you're playing for the Seattle Sounders and you're playing for an amazing franchise. That shouldn't even be a thought in your head as a player. And if it is, then again, you're in the wrong place. And for me, it goes back to, I agree, Pete, you can control the controllables. Brian's thing, that is the effort. And sometimes I feel, I do scratch my head sometimes. Well, you know, the effort was there. Well, it should be there. Yeah. That's foundation. I mean, if, you, if, you, if your effort is not there on the field, then, then you have a hard way to go to get into a position to score a goal or defend the goal, whatever your role is. So, you know, and, it's, it, and I agree another thing. It's the small things. We mentioned some of those things, right? You know, those, the lack of focus, you know, McCray running on the wrong side of the field. But like a dilemma, for example, you know, the subs were interesting. We talked about, you know, would he be asked a question when um, Salcedo cut inside and he hit that shot? Well, he hit that shot because he had two, three, four seconds with his head up to see, well, there's no pressure. And one thing I thought Dylan did well, he was that kind of windshield wiper. You know, the ball went left, he shifted over, and he was that shield for the, for the back cent two central defenders. I'm not saying he would have pre prevented that goal, but when you cut inside and you get your head up, and all you see is a defensive midfield player right in front of you, you're going to play it square, you're going to play it back. And it wasn't there. He had the space, he took the shot, and it was a great finish in the end. Danny, you talked about guys that are currently out for this team, This that long list of guys who were injured away for the World Cup. Uh, Hendwell Buana went down with a right ankle injury. Uh, Brian Schmetzer said he didn't have an update uh, on that. Uh, he did say it, it hurt the squad. That's another guy who has started for this team of late out of the wing, and his, he brings a whole bunch of speed. But just another guy who's hurt on that list. Uh, really quickly, I wanted to talk about, because I teased it in the last segment, uh, Clint Dempsey. He had comments of that saying he was great. he's been a great player for this franchise. He's nearing the end of his career. Uh, forward, not an easy position to play. Uh, said they got to get Clint Dempsey in the right spots and the right service. So my thought, Pete, is if you got to get him in, in the right spots, is, is forward, I guess, not the right spot for him or is the right spot for him and if it's not then what else can you do at that position is it if Felix Chenkum is somebody they brought up Henry Wingo wasn't in the, even in the 18 today he could play forward position what do they do with that spot going forward because Clint Dempsey just hasn't made a big impact at the nine well the the choices are so limited yeah. bringing Felix in and starting the day after he signs is a bit much it is he's yeah. an unproven player it's not a player that was traded from one MLS club or came from Europe so it's tough to put him into the lineup right away Clint you have to understand this too Clint Dempsey with his career and Brian Schmetzer they have to be teammates right yes Brian's the coach right Ibrahimovic Ziggy have to have a little bit of a relationship where they work together to build this squad as a group Brian's not gonna walk out and and throw him under the bus he needs Clint 
and he needs Clint to be on board. And that was one of the things Brian did right away when he got the yep, job, yep, yep. is he sat down with all the players, but he especially sat down with Clint and said, what do we got to do? And you saw a renewed interest. He's not going to walk away from that recipe, and I don't blame him. That's exactly what he should do. But he needs he needs yep. Clint. They're partners, Danny. It's a thoughtful answer, right, when he was asked that question, and it could have gone a variety of different ways, and it was a thoughtful, you know, answer by Brian because I agree 100% he's got to get the best out of him when you don't have other players to lean on you know you have to find a way to kind of deliver the ball to your guy that has scored goals in the past now you know people could question different things about his performance today and this this, and this and is this you know where is he at in his career as Brian mentioned but at the end of the day Brian's got to find a way to as you know motivate that player man management is what this job is all about you know you can get on the training field you can do certain things but the head coach is about man management. Alex Ferguson was brilliant at that, right? He didn't take training day in, day out. That was his assistant's job. But what he did was he got the best out of his players at the right times, and he drove them forward, and he won championships where maybe he shouldn't have won championships with the level and the quality of team he's got. So it is going to be on Brian now. Brian's going to, you know, him and his coaching staff, what can we do? And I think that was a good answer as well. He made mentions that we got to look at ourselves, take care of yourself, and then you can kind of press on other people. Here's what I, when you say that, here's what I want to say. He's the right guy for the job. And anybody oh, yeah. who questions that is uh, oh. really not Two championships attention. in two years. He's been in charge for less than two years of this franchise, right? Yes, yeah. And, he, and there's previous championships. The guy knows how to win. And, and he's in the trenches, and no one cares more than this guy, Brian. He is gonna, he will be sleepless nights trying to get it right. He will go back to the drawing board, have player meetings, coaches meetings. How can each guy, starting with him, yep. get a little bit better? And you know, and I think another thing needs to be said, there's no savior out there. You know, you don't get one player to come in and just kind of, that's it. You know, yes, we had some turning points over the last couple of years. Brian Schmetz coming in with Ladero. That was a spark, of course. But it also made people like Valdez came through at the right time, scored vital goals. So it's not all just one player. We're not looking for that one DP. But sometimes you need something a little bit fresh. That freshness might be just guys coming in back into this team are going to add some some other quality. Victor Rodriguez is, by all accounts, just a couple of weeks away. Ozzy getting him back on the team with that leadership. So you just need one or two players to kind of plug some holes, drive other players, get Clint Dempsey in a position potentially that he's more comfortable with that can kind of you know use the skill set he's got. You know, and hopefully that in the end of the day, Brian's going to point to these guys, as he said, and said, I need you to step up and play the way you need to play. I need you to put the ball in the back of the net. That's your job. You're an offensive player. Go do it. Yeah, he said that something has to break. Someone has to start the train moving. So we'll see who that is and when it comes. Uh, all right. So it's we will look at the MLS scoreboard and also talk about momentarily the Champions League final that happened earlier today. Uh, but first, it's time to take a look at what's next for the Seattle Sounders. Brought to you by Bill Corm's Puyallup Nissan. Easy like a Sunday morning. So it is Real Salt Lake again. It's next Saturday in Salt Lake City. Uh, so that's where the Sanders are going. It's sort of like a playoff series right now with this team facing twice uh, here in a couple weeks. So first off, what is the mentality when you're facing the exact same team and, and what are the Sanders kind of process here in, in terms of practicing against a team they know all too well right now? Well, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. I think when Seattle walks in on this one, yeah. uh, they walk in like RSL walked in here. RSL did not expect to win. Their coach, Mike Petke. First home was, win of the year. Yes. First, first, win, first road win, yes. And and even Petke was saying, you know, hey, we, uh, we're we not good on the road, right? And he wasn't right. really complimentary <laughs> of their team. So right now, Seattle goes into this one with a little bit of a, a, a mode of, hey, uh, we're sort of the underdogs, and they have to kind of take that approach uh, on on this one. It's not a, it's, there's a bit of altitude on this one. It's a great place mm-hmm. to play, but Seattle's going to walk into this game knowing that they can do much better 
and redemption has to be on their mind. Brian, I think, needs to put the rewind button in place and think what it was like end of July, beginning of August in 2016. What was the, the message? What were the things that he did to galvanize that team to win a championship in those last three or four months of the year? He needs that type of energy, that focus, that, okay, you know, roll your sleeves up one game at a time, three points. I mean, you know what you're going to face. You can fix some of the things you've got. Maybe you get a player back or two. Maybe you don't, but at least the guys who have been out there They've got 90 minutes under their belt, but the expectation is more. I think more, and Brian, the great thing is when you play against another team, you can play it like a playoff type of game. Lost 1-0, go out there and win 2-0. You know, kind of flip it on its lid, get some confidence. We talked about it in, in, uh, in the break, Pete. We talked about when you think about the win against Toronto, three minutes away from getting a 0-0 tie in a really difficult place in Portland, and if they managed to get a win today, that is a three games everybody would have had a very different mindset, yeah. right? I mean, it's amazing what one game, one bad performance can have on the whole kind of layout of the season. If you get a win today, that's six points in nine. It could have been seven points in nine in really two difficult games and two difficult road games. So, again, soccer's a funny old game, right? You know, you can lose a game and it can flip itself on its lid. But, you know, in the end of the day, things have got to be fixed. And I think Brian's good to make that happen, no doubt. He does. It's interesting. I just think I, I, we all know him so well, right? And he is pacing right now and trying to figure out. They want to get, here's the deal, too. They want to get to RSL right now. They want to hop on a plane, right go now. to RSL, yeah. and get. And they'd like to play tomorrow and see if they can get this out of their system. So, yeah. there's, you know what, Winston Churchill, when going through hell, <laughs> keep going, right? You have to, you have to grind through it. You can't Two go good over. Englishmen. Yes, there you go. Uh, you can't. You, you have to grind through it. And this is really, the, and, and also, you know, when you are facing adversity, this is the measure of who you are. So what do you, what do you, what your legacy to be as a player? And I'm not talking about the old guys. I'm talking about every guy. Who's uh, going to step up in that locker room? And I know I've looked at seasons past, you know, when you think about these type of situations in May, and you've got a lot of months, a lot of games to play. Right. If you can get through the hump here and you can grind out stuff, then you can lean on that in August. Yeah. That's a feel-good factor. That does build confidence if you can scrape out some wins, however bad those performances might be. Get three points, get three points, get three points, add them all up. You've got a couple of games in hand on RSL, right? We had nine, to, played nine, I think played ten now. They've played 12. You know, there's games to be had, but there's points on the board. You've got to put them, put them on the board. We'll preview that match next Saturday, 6.30 p.m. kickoff in Salt Lake. That's when you'll be able to hear the match here on Sports Radio 950 KJR pregame starting at 6 o'clock next Saturday. So we'll preview that match more on Sounders Weekly Tuesday at 7 p.m. Uh, and then we'll talk about, of course, that game 6.30 next Saturday. All right, let's run through some MLS scores from the week so far. Uh, going back to yesterday, FC Dallas over Toronto FC 1-0. The Toronto FC freefall continues. Yeah. Another home loss for Toronto. What a crazy season they're having. Seattle beat them and, and suddenly Toronto is is it's sort of like Seattle in the sense of God could Toronto actually miss the playoffs I mean that would be wild coming off of back-to-back -back MLS cuts in a championship uh, looking at more scores Houston Dynamo over New York City FC 3-1 to that's another crazy score there New York City FC falling uh, LA Galaxy over San Jose won nothing yesterday now we get to the games of today uh, we have Vancouver and New England played a crazy 3-3 game that just ended a few minutes ago. Uh, games in motion right now. New York Red Bulls, Philadelphia Union, they are scoreless in the 36th. Orlando City, SC, Chicago Fire just started. They are scoreless as well. And then Seattle falling to Real Salt Lake today here at CenturyLink Field. 1-0. Last thing we'll hit here on the Sounders FC postgame show before we break was the Champions League final. This is, this is a soccer 
show. This is a soccer broadcast. We would be remiss if we didn't at least talk about one of the biggest matches that took place, what will have taken place the entire year, and that is the Champions League final in UEFA. Uh, so it was Real Madrid, the team that has now won four of the last five Champions League. They are just a dynasty right now. They end up beating Liverpool, a final score of 3-1. to one. The storyline in this, uh, Salah, uh, is Mohamed Salah injured early in that first half. He is out, but then Danny, the, 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 the keeper for Liverpool. Shocker. Oh, the, the sickest man in the world right now. Well, you know, I mean, in the end of the day, you've got to feel sorry for him as, from a personal standpoint. Yeah. What he's going to go through now and the rest of his career, I mean, he's going to be remembered for some of those howlers. I mean, they were just bad. Um, but you cannot make those mistakes in big games. It just, it just can't happen, you know, and, and that's what people will lean on. So if, if anybody missed it, so the first goal that came for Real Madrid, uh, and I, I, I had the keeper's name up here. and I, and Carius, Carius. Can't Carius, thank you. He tried to... Roll a ball out there, or throw a ball out to to one of his to one of his backs, and went right to. Well, Benzema stuck his foot out. He threw yeah. it out. He kind of knocked it in. He didn't kick <laughs> it out of his hands, so it was a legal play. Everyone was calling it was some kind of a legal play. It wasn't. It was just a howler of a mistake. And then you know Gareth Bale hits from 30 yards, knuckles a little bit, a little bit. Like Stefan Fries against LAFC, but not quite as bad. Goes straight through him like butter, and straight yeah. through in the back of the net. And you know and that that was 3-1. But and then the hey, other goal came from Gareth I mean, Bale. To wow. win a championship. I mean, Gareth Bale, you've got to see this goal if yeah. you haven't seen it. Ball Oof. comes in, I think, uh, for Marcelo on the left-hand side, and he does an overhead kick, and I think he um, out ronaldo Ronaldo, right? <laughs> you know, Ronaldo hit this amazing overhead kick against Juventus. I mean, everybody was, like, in awe of that one. This this surpasses it. This was just an incredible strike yeah. by a gifted player. Gareth Bale hasn't played a huge amount over the last few just months. Just stepped in a minute he or just two. I mean, it might shows have been his the impact. Yeah, it might have been his first touch. Yeah, first or second touch. I mean, it just shows the impact you can have <laughs> wow. as a sub. It doesn't matter. I mean, he's frustrated not to play. He's one of the most expensive players in the world. We'll see what happens in the summer. But my goodness, what a way to leave the, him the up. The smile on his face oh, was pure yeah, joy was, and, yeah. and, and almost humorous. Like, did I... Did I just strike that? That was, it, well, it could not have been any better. Well, it, the interesting thing is with players in England, you know, the national English national team. You, you talk to that golden generation of Gerrard and Lampard and Ferdinand and all these guys. Why did they suffer so much and not perform at World Cups? Is because there's so much pressure domestically. Liverpool, Man United, Man City, you know, Tottenham, Arsenal. They all hated each other. And they just couldn't get rid of that on the national team. You see Germany and Spain, they have a slightly different mentality going in. Brazil, Argentina, they have a togetherness. It's, just, it's the thing that's uh, shifted the English national team in a bad direction, I think, not getting the, the performances in World Cups and Euros. But Gareth Bale, I don't know who he supports, but I'm pretty sure it's probably not Liverpool. <laughs> and to put one over Liverpool, which I'm sure is a team that he grew up watching, you know, hey, what a goal. Yeah, I would I would watch that again over and over. That uh, could be for the uh, magnitude of the game, yeah. the quality of the finish. I don't recall a goal I've seen that's been better, yep. but to score one in that one and that ends up being the, the game winner, pretty spectacular. Real Madrid wins Champions League again. That's three straight. It's four in five years. A hell of a dynasty they got going there for Real Madrid. Back here at CenturyLink Field, final score 1-0 for Real Salt Lake over the Seattle Sounders. They will face off again next Saturday, 6.30 p.m. on Saturday kickoff. That is in Salt Lake, Seattle. We'll try to get the uh, away win there if we're looking at it like a playoff series. Real Salt Lake took it to the Seattle Sounders today, but there is a second leg, if you want to call it that, next week. All right, thanks for listening to the broadcast. For Pete Fewing, Danny Jackson, Wade Weber, and Andrew Hart, on the broadcast and Nate Nelson back here in the studio. This is Jackson Feltz. Thanks for listening to Sounders FC on Sports Radio 950. 
You've been listening to the Sounders FC Soccer post-match coverage on Seattle Sports Radio 950 KJR. Sounders FC Soccer is brought to you by Redap. Accelerate your utilization of cloud. Learn more at Redap.com. By ProLion Surgeons, providing convenient same-day surgery and individualized care. ProLion Surgeons is the hospital alternative. By Washington's Lottery. Play $5 Hit 5 from Washington's Lottery, and you could win two tickets to the MLS All-Star Game. Tune in next time when your Seattle Sounders FC take on Real Salt Lake.